Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. This is Tim Staples of Catholic Answers. I'm excited to let you know that I also teach high school apologetics for homeschoolconnections.com, an online Catholic curriculum provider. There are also recorded independent learning courses at homeschoolconnections.com. Whether you take apologetics with me, literature with Joseph Pierce, or philosophy with Bill Donahue, or any of the other 400-plus courses with homeschoolconnections.com, it's a great way to get Catholic learning for your family. Welcome to Quote Me, a weekly podcast that seeks to encourage, inspire, and lift you up to be all you were created to be. Words are powerful. Recognizing and celebrating the impact they have on our lives can comfort or challenge us, or both at once. I'm your host, Lindsay Schlegel, and I'm so glad you're here. Today, I hope we can honor the truth, beauty, and goodness of well-chosen language, and so glorify God. Let's begin. My guest today is Jenny Hubbard, author of Finding Sanctuary, How the Wild Work of Peace Restored the Heart of a Sandy Hook Mother, a contributor to Magnificat, a monthly contributor to Spirit Catholic Radio, and the executive director of the Catherine Violet Hubbard Animal Sanctuary. Hi, Jenny. Hey. Thanks for hanging out with me. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have a great time talking about some Thomas Merton today. I know. So the quote we're going to talk about is, you do not need to know precisely what is happening or exactly where it is all going. What you need is to recognize the possibilities and challenges offered by the present moment and to embrace them with courage, faith, and hope. Beautiful. Can you tell us a little about where you came across this and how it's affected you? I found, I, I discovered Thomas Merton um, in church, our, our pastor. He always talked about Thomas Merton and I was like, who is this guy? Who is this guy, Thomas Merton? Like, I like him. Um, and so I started reading a lot of his work and I loved the fact that there was, he's just filled with humility. Um, and I love the fact that he's just so honest and, and so authentic with not knowing how many of us, we all don't know where we're going. We don't know what we're doing half the time I don't know you know up from down but we don't have to and I and I love I love this quote because it's a confirmation for me that that's not our job that's yes that's really it's it's not our job to to look 10 feet ahead it's our job to stand right here in faith and trust and courage and those things are so hard to do um like it's just so funny because then you layer on this whole idea of you know I, I need to know where I'm getting I, I need a GPS um, I need to <laughs> I need to log on to Amazon and see where my package is every yes. waking moment yes <laughs> and we don't we're human beings we don't have to we just I loved I loved this quote because it was just so in my face um, and Thomas Merton for me is an in in my face kind of guy you know speaking to a heart that 
always is wondering and questioning and am I doing the right thing? I don't know where I'm going and I'm just going to trust that you know that and that you're going to take me where I need to go. Yeah, I find often I think, well, if I just knew this one little thing, if I just knew this thing, then I could handle the rest of it. I wouldn't have to know everything else. I just want to know this one little thing. But that's still trying to have control, even though it's just a little thing, no big deal. It's just, you know, like one of my kids, when when she she was, I guess it was Sarah, when she was little, she'd say, mommy, can I have a cookie? Just one, just one. And you're like, let's be honest. First of all, we're not eating just one. Um, And also like, no, if, if if the rule is we're not having cookies right now, then we're not having cookies at all right now. And if the thing is we need to trust God, then we need to trust God in all the things in all, <laughs> not, of, not in all, except this, just this one thing that could be life altering. Just if I could just get a little, little uh, heads up on how that's going to turn out, that'd be great. But that's not how it works. That's not how it works. And I think in my faith journey and in finding peace, true, true peace, um, and not, you know, a short lived shot in the arm, peace for a moment, getting that one, that getting that one cookie. I think that what I've, what I've learned most is that my prayer has changed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it is now give me eyes to see you. And, you know, Thomas Merton speaks of it. Give me eyes to see what you are doing right here, right now. So that in recognizing the right here, right now, I'm assured my heart's assured. I can stand in faith and hope that you're working in the midst. I don't know what you're doing. I, I don't. I don't know what God is doing in my life. I just know that because of my experiences, that God will bring me to places that I didn't even know existed. I mean, I'm climbing this mountain, and, and at times it's been climbing a mountain in a in a mudslide, um, and I haven't even known that I was climbing a mountain until I get to the top and I look back and I think, wow, wow, you brought me here. Like, bring me to another one bring me to another one. And, you know, I, I fall, I fall prey all the time. Like, okay, God, just tell me, tell me what you're doing. <laughs> okay. And it's just, it's, I have, I have these, I write about it and I write about it in the book that, you know, all I look back and in, in retrospect and in contemplation and in prayer, I can, I can see God's mighty hand yes. right here. I, how, how cool is that? Like, wow. How can you not want for and hope for and pray for seeing the possibilities of, of right, of right now. Yeah. And, yeah, and I think once we've had those experiences where you can look back and say, Oh my gosh, of course you were here all the time. Um, it can be at times easier when things are, are hard again, or in another way to remember that, but sometimes we, st- I still forget it. And I have to remind yeah. myself, oh, wait, he was there for me then. Of course, he's going to be there for me now. And then I think, you know, blessed are those who haven't seen, like I've had experiences of God being very present in my life and comforting me when I'm grieving and like being there when things are really hard or I really don't know how this whole thing is going to turn out. But like, what if I, 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 I have, like evidence that I can go back to and say to myself, like he's, he didn't need to prove it to me, but he already did. Yeah. You know? And I think he gives us those experiences. I think he gives us our, our life journey so that we can recall. He, he knows 
the storm clouds that are gathering way on the other side of the horizon that we don't even yet see. I, I really believe that he gives us these moments and these experiences that we can, we can walk in a, in a faith and in a trust that he was there then and he is now. I find myself so often when things are dark or when I'm really scared, um, just saying, you know, remind me of those moments. Like I need to remember those moments right now. Um, and he does. He really, he does. It's, it's incredible to see how our faith grows um, when we have the courage to, to even just call out in, in trepidation of, I, I, have, I have no idea. Like, I'm, I'm really scared. I don't, I don't know how I'm going to put one foot in the other, but you were there. You were there when I buried Catherine. You were there when I put Freddie back on the bus. You were there when I had no idea what I was doing with the sanctuary and you showed up powerfully. And I know you're going to show up pow powerfully again. So help me see it. Help me see it when you are there. And I, I believe that's, and you know what, in five years, I'm going to be like, okay, that's not at all what Merton was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but I really believe that in, in his, in his prayer for recognizing the possibilities is, is exactly that. Like help me, help me to see um, in, in this very moment, not, not in five, not in five more minutes or five more moments, but right now, help me see. Right. And sometimes there is that um, sharing those moments with other people like you do. Like I, I heard you speak a few years ago and, and through this book, you're sharing your stories and you're witnessing to that. And there's something so life-giving and so powerful in that, that we can, we can see it in our own lives, but sometimes it does so much to help us see it in someone else's life. Yeah. I think that in a lot of ways, and I, that's why I'd love to, I love to read and hear other people's stories because I think that in so much, and I hope I started when I was when I was at the conference in this way, but I always start with, I hope that in my story, you don't see me. I hope that in my story, you see your own, um, because I feel like those are the nudges that we, that we need it. You know, I, my heart breaks when people say, well, I haven't lost a child. Well, you know, my tragedy isn't as great as yours. And I want to say, no, that's not a tragedy. It's a tragedy. It's the tragedy when our heart breaks they break and it hurts. <laughs> you can't compare so, it. You can't. Yeah. You can't. We lost our second child to miscarriage. And I remember talking to my doctor after a, a few weeks later, I don't know, I was trying to work through it. I also wanted to hear other people's stories. Like I was online reading people. I wanted to understand what this looks like in other people's lives. Like, how do you deal with this? Um, and I remember my doctor said to me, I said something like, oh, well, at least I wasn't this far along, or at least this hadn't, it wasn't this or this. And he just looked at me and said, you can't compare this to anyone else's. Right. You can't. Right. And it was amazing. He was not from a faith perspective, not from, um, not from that spiritual, just like as a human, like these things, bad things happen and you can't compare them because then like who wins? Like if it's, if you're comparing, like, what is the point? You're trying to figure out which one's worse than or right. <laughs> tragic or more tragic like what is the what is the rubric that you're even trying to judge these things against right but that's not the point that's not how God sees it no and I and I I think that the lesson has been for me um is is that 
there is there is no comparison that and and God doesn't want us to compare. God wants us to have eyes to see himself and other people and the hurting in other people so that we can then be an instrument for him um, not a not a comparison it's not a compare and contrast the best piece of advice that we that we got right after Catherine died was you you're going to be in a home with three people that are grieving a father a mother and a brother and no one's going to grieve the same so just get the comparisons off the table yeah. It's, it's our own, it's, we're walking this journey. And yes, I believe that we're called to have fellowship. I write about it in the book, like there's it, fellowship and companions. It's the, it's one of my favorite chapters, companions on the journey, because how I view friendship, how I view fellowship um, has completely changed um, in, the, in the course of the past you know, almost 10 years um, because I've walked through this, this grief journey, but, you know, again, having eyes to see the possibilities right in front of me. Um, I think that it's so important that we recognize that this, this path that we walk brings us to a far greater place. We just have to, we have to walk it with courage and hope and conviction and trust that, you know, we're, we're being led to a place that's better for, for us. Yeah, I think often we talk about faith and hope and trust in, um, in tragic experiences, but the courage part, I don't know that I hear that word as often, but I think you're right that it takes a lot of courage to have faith and to trust and to hope and to keep going. You have to be brave. You have to be brave and bold in saying, uh, this stinks right now, this stinks or right now, this is so great. My head's going to explode. I am so happy or I am so sad. I can't get myself, <laughs> I can't get myself out of bed. But to say, I'm going to, I'm going to move forward tomorrow. I'm going to get up and I'm going to trust that God's got something really great that whatever he's doing in me today is going to pre prepare me for tomorrow. Like that's courageous. Yeah. Yeah. Because against the norm, people look at you yeah. like you're out of your mind. Right. Like I, I have said, I, I'm very careful not to say now knowing what I know, not to say people, not to encourage people to pass through the hurt too quickly. Like sit with it. Yeah. S sit with it. And, you know, I, I, I there was a, a sermon that I heard that it was like, you know, recognize the tension, pay attention to the tension. And so the hurt, the pain, the joy, those things that, that pull on our hearts, I think that it's so important to, to recognize it and stand strong in it until you find that peace of whatever that moment was intended to deliver. Because we're just being, we're being transformed. We're being molded into the person that we were intended to be when we were placed on this earth and we're being prepared for heaven. Yeah. Beautiful. I don't even know. There's nothing. I don't even know how to follow that. Yeah, nothing else. <laughs> still delivered. Amen. All of the things. Time to go home. <laughs> Season's over, guys. Um, no, no, we're back next week. I'm kidding. Um,
<laughs> okay. So your book is out now. So I'll have a link to that in the show notes. Uh, again, it's called Finding Sanctuary, How the Wild Work of Peace Restored the Heart of a Sandy Hook Mother. Um, and before we wrap up, can you tell us a little bit about the animal sanctuary and what sure. you guys do there? Sure. It was a complete fluke. Um, I'm, I'm not kidding. We had to write, uh, and I write about it in the book. Um, we had to write Catherine's, Catherine's obituary. And it was one of those moments where, what, in lieu of flowers, like, what's her cause? Like, what? <laughs> she was six, what's her cause? And I quickly learned that everybody's got a cause. Catherine's cause was animals. Um, and so we wrote her obituary in hopes that we would have some contributions in her memory sent to the Animal Control Center. Um, it was this really foggy moment where I'm just like banging on the keyboard and what's the address for the animal center? And someone gave it to me. It was a, a friend of the family. She had just adopted two dogs from the animal center. Um, she gave us the, the name of it. My sister-in-law said, that's wrong. That's not the right one. Like, that's not what I have. And all of us were like, whatever, stop. Just let her do her thing. And it turns out we left out the word control and 10, almost, it'll be 10, believe it or not, 10 years next year. Um, so in a matter of seven years, we've um, acquired 34 acres of beautiful property. We've launched programs that have taught children how to appreciate nature and care for the animals in their midst. We've delivered programs that honor the human animal bond. We keep seniors with their pets in COVID. We've delivered 300,000 meals to homebound seniors and food insecure families like it to feed their pets. Um, I have truly seen God's hand when you leave out control, when you, when you cease control. Um, you literally you left out control. Literally left out the word control. <laughs> Right. And I'm not, I'm not, an, I'm not an animal person. And I've been told by many people, stop saying that, but I am not, not an animal person. And so when they came to us, they, four women were sitting around our, our dining room table. We're all drinking coffee. They're like, you know, we, their eyes were big and, you know, they were just pooling. And they said, we have received a lot of, of donations in Catherine's memory, a hundred thousand dollars worth of donations in like six weeks. Um, and they, uh, I think their annual budget was like a thousand dollars. They were just like, we've got all this. They were so, you know, weepy and tired and emotional. And I said, well, what, what do you think we should do with those contributions? And they said, um, we think an animal sanctuary. And I said, well, what's, what's that? What is an animal sanctuary? I had no idea. And they described it as a place where children could look in the eyes of a deer, a lamb, a rabbit, a kitten, a puppy, and see their own innate beauty. And I saw Catherine on the floor, like she would lay on the floor and she would play, you know, she was six, that's the way babies play. Um, and I said, that's it, we're done, we're in, here we are. Yeah. Awesome. It's been extraordinary, yeah. That is fabulous. Well, there's gonna be a link to that in the show notes too. So I hope everybody will check that out. Portion of the proceeds of the book are going back to the sanctuary as well. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I really enjoyed spending some time with you. You're welcome. Thank you. Listeners, as always, to, to suggest a quote or a guest, follow the show on Instagram, quote me underscore podcast, or contact me at my website, lindsayschlegel.com. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast, leave a review wherever you find your shows and tell a friend. Until next time, God bless you. This episode is brought to you by Hallow, the number one Catholic app. Hallow has 1,000 audio-guided prayers and meditations for you to deepen your relationship with God. To listen to all of the Hallow meditations for free for 30 days, head to hallow.com slash breadbox.